obviously I have my pink coat and my little USA hat that I get to wear on all my jackets. And a couple, I don't know, five years ago, something, I ended up getting a new shed belly. So I called up the team and asked for a new patch, a USA patch. And it was actually like, I had to be careful that I wasn't going to give away the old one um, or sell it or something. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was a little, little uh, complicated. They keep those, they keep those things under wraps. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. Hey, Rob, it's been a little while. We got another review on Facebook. Awesome, awesome. You want me to read it? Absolutely. It is from Kimberly E. She says, love this podcast. I just started, but I'm already excited. Awesome. That's very exciting, Karen. It is. Brand new listener. Mm-hmm. Excited. And here she is. And she left us a five-star review on Facebook, right? Yes, she did. That's awesome. So she sure did. Thank you so much for that. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And Karen, we always like to thank our favorite sponsor. Red and Goat. Red and Goat Equestrian. How is that suit holding up for you, Karen? Oh, it's great. I love it. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So now you've had it for a little while. Mm-hmm. The cool things we have, let me, th- I'm going to say, because you've been bragging about it for a while. You have the magnetic flap that goes over the zipper. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Awesome. The big zippers around the legs so you don't have to take boots on and off. Yep. Crop pocket, mm-hmm. which is pretty slick. And a little holder for my spurs. A little holder for your spurs. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Water repellent. Yes. Warm is. As, a, as, 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 as the warmest ski jacket. Yes. But all over the body. Much better. Much better. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. So, there's still winter left, Karen. Oh, yeah. So, it's uh, not too late for people to get their red and good. Let me mm-hmm. tell you what. So, here's the deal. You go to readygoodequestrian.com. Mm-hmm. Or, you go in the link in the show notes. Which will take you right to the Major League Event Landing page on Brandon Goats. Yes. And you type in, what do you type in, Karen? MLE40. MLE40 at checkout. Save yourself 40 bucks on that Red Goat suit. Not to mention, they also have pretty cool hoodie and some other cool stuff. Little t-shirts. They have some, some cool hats. stuff there. Yeah. I don't know if they have hats on the website. No. I don't think they have the um, hat on the website. You're special because you're sponsored. Well, I am so you special. have a hat. So shh, 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 Keep that. Keep that <laughs> down the QT, <laughs> you know. So, anyhow, uh, get on out there, guys, and you guys can be nice and warm. And and by the way, they just had their one year anniversary, Karen. So we are super excited for our sponsors, Red and Goat Equestrian. One year, one year. Happy birthday, Red and Goat. Happy birthday, Red and Goat. I'm Karen, and I'm Rob. And Karen, I'm very excited. Yes. We got a really awesome guest today. I know. I'm super excited. She's a U.S. Olympian. Mm-hmm. We don't get too many Olympians no, on the show. No. So I'm super stoked. Mara DePew, welcome to the show. Welcome. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Awesome. We are so happy to have you. Um, you know, you're an Olympian. That is so cool to always have that attached to you. Do you feel like, like, do you think about that ever? Like, wow, man, for the rest of my, I'm always an Olympian. That's I think that's the coolest. It's so funny that you ask, because I literally was just talking to a student friend of mine today, explaining my Olympic experience. Um, Because no, it's not something I think about a lot, but when you stop and think about it, how few people have been to the Olympics. Um, And for me, it was a bit of a fairy tale. Uh, So yeah, it's it's amazing. We're pretty lucky to <laughs> for sure for sure absolutely hey what's the rule on wearing the pink coat can you wear that forever or is there a rule on that um you can wear it once you've represented the team you can wear it forever that is awesome mm, that is the nice. coolest thing yeah, i love going really to the cool. big shows and seeing all the pink jackets like from the top like the <laughs> fourth and all the olympic it's just the coolest thing ever i get kind of geeky about that <laughs> i was always wondering if there was a rule about that and i think that's really cool Awesome. It was funny, you know, I, I, um, obviously I have my pink coat and my little USA patch that I get to wear on all my jackets and a couple, I don't know, 
five years ago, something, I ended up getting a new shed belly. So I called up the team and asked for a new patch, a USA patch. And it was actually like, I had to be careful that I wasn't going to give away the old one um, or sell it or something. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was a little, little uh, complicated. They keep those they keep those things under wrap. Well, yeah, hey, well, you know, you don't want to like, next thing you know, we're showing up at, uh, you know, the consignment shop and we're like, you know, rolling up. <laughs> oh, that's a nice jacket and patch. <laughs> oh, so, Mara, where are we uh, talking to you from? Um, I am in Ocala, Florida. Oh, lucky me. Yes. <laughs> that sounds a little nice. And, uh, Sitting in a Win Dixie parking lot of all places. Oh, Win Dixie. Win Dixie. Very, very highfalutin. Right. <laughs> I needed dog food. My dog needed food. <laughs> that's a that's 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 a step above the high the by low in uh, Aiken. Right, right. right. Definitely, definitely higher brow than. <laughs> and the piggly wiggly. All class. All, All class. class. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, so one question that we love to ask is how um, we love to hear your origin story and how did you get your start in riding and then eventually into eventing? My mom found me a pony at the age, I think I was three years old, and her intention was to uh, have somebody to go out trail riding and hacking with. She had a couple of backyard horses herself, and she wanted somebody to go riding with. Her three-year-old. <laughs> uh, we have a picture of uh, – I had a little jockey's saddle. That was my first saddle. Aww. And I'm, I'm sitting on this pony, Pussy Willow was her name, um, with my mom leading and my dad walking alongside, holding me, basically a hand on my leg, uh, <laughs> make sure I didn't – fall off so yeah that's where it all started wow uh it, it was yeah it, i grew up in i grew up in a town where there was a there were a lot of horses and a lot of uh big farms and eventing and olympians getting their start so it was just a matter of time before i was hooked awesome now who you, who, who all was in that like you were in like a major like olympic village practically up there right what so uh strafford vermont is a um Tamarack Hill Farm is there, which is Denny and May Emerson. And then Huntington Farm is a couple of miles down the road, which was where B and Beth Perkins got their start. The Perkins family owned it. And then it was passed on to a woman by the name of Ann Kitchell, who still owns it now. And that is where I, at age 11, started being a working student um, for for Jane Hamlin, who is now a upper level judge and she competed I think up to the intermediate level herself but she was my I mean she started me she was she was amazing to to start me off on educating me of the the life of the eventer wow Wow. at 11 years old holy cow yeah I was I, I I was told I could go for a couple hours a day uh and I think that that started the first week the first couple of days were, I was home by 11 and then one. And then, you know, the second week I was there all day and my, my parents couldn't keep me away. Wow. That's awesome. Holy smokes. Super, super lucky to just have that type of facility right down the road, right down the road. Yeah. You're yeah. almost destined to like for greatness when you have like top, top coaching right off the like, and all, and, and like all that top programs right all around you. That is amazing. Holy cow. So how long did you stay there? Like how long were you working student in that program? Um, okay. So I was 11 at the time. So I, I, I was in and out of Huntington as far as working or just riding or boarding until I left home, which was right after I graduated from high school. Wow. So, um, and that's, I, I left home to go funny enough down to Ocala for the winter, my first winter South to get horses out of my system before, (laughs) before, before I went to school. And that that worked really well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to like college in Ocala? Is that? Uh, no, no. I so I I had looked at colleges and and gotten accepted into a, a college in Virginia and okay. deferred a year so that I knew I wouldn't I wouldn't do school and horses well because I wouldn't be able to do both of them well. So I I wanted to you know one last chance to kind of do this what everybody talks about going south for the winter and competing and doing horses full time. And then when I would come back and get ready to go to school full time. 
and I deferred a second year, uh, <laughs> and even a third, a third year, and, and that, that's when I went to the Olympic. You know, I ended up going to the Olympics. So oh, that was, that, It's not something I tell my students or recommend to my students. It's a little different these days, but I was very lucky. I, I wouldn't change it for, for anything. Now, you did... You went to the Olympics on your young rider horse. Is that correct? Yeah, again, like uh, it's a fairy tale story. So it's a horse that I got um, when I was fourteen, and my my first international trip. We went to England with my coach Jane from Huntington Farm, and looked at a bunch of horses and found this. I think he was six at the time, or just coming six, and he was supposed to be a great young rider horse. You know, would do nothing more than than maybe one star. <laughs> intermediate horse trials. And I started, you know, started out at novice and he, I fell off of him. He, we either won or I fell off of him. He, (laughs) he was a horse that if I didn't give him a a good, strong enough ride, he stopped or spun or ran out. And the number of times that I ended up on the ground, looking, looking up at him. (laughs) Wow. Um, And I, you know, finally started to move up the levels and, and, got some great experience and thought I had him figured out. And then as you know, kind of each time I moved up to a, to a higher level there, I would be on the ground again, (laughs) wondering what had just happened. And and even, (laughs) even when as far as I put him on the market, because it was so frustrating, I was losing a little bit of confidence. Um, And I had a couple of people come try him and, and even had one person try him and love him. And I watched him jump him and, he looked at me and he said, absolutely, I want this horse. I'm going to have him bedded. And that night I, I, I was distraught. I couldn't sleep. I, I woke up the next morning and literally said, I'm going to learn how to ride this horse. Like, I'm not selling him. I'm going to learn how to, how to ride this horse and make it work. And the rest is history. Wow. Wow. Well, that sounds like, uh, um, it sounds like the young rider, amateur horse is supposed to be more forgiving and the, and the, and the upper level horse is the horse that you're describing the horse that really makes you earn it. Is that. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a little bit of both because he taught me so much, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that I was giving him the perfect ride and he was saying, you know, I'm not going to jump for you. Right. He taught me how to ride and how to, you know, ride from my leg. He was a little bit of a, a pony kind of a, I, I know he had Connemara in him. We never, we never got his breeding, but he was an English thoroughbred and I'm sure there was a bit of Connemara or pony or something in him. And <laughs> he had the talent. He definitely had the heart and he had the ability, but if I didn't give him the right ride, he was going to let me know. Wow. And then so, so how, how does, how do you go? Like how, at what point in time do you guys start to kind of click? Um, you know, like at what like at what age were you when you think you started to figure him out? Um, let me see if I can think of the time. So I would say by the time I went to Young Riders, I that would have been ninety three, and I think I had tried to go to Young Riders in ninety two. Okay, and went. Uh, yeah, that's what happened. So I I went down to Ocala ride with Wash Bishop. He was he was the guy that I had chosen to go get my last bit of riding the horses out of my system. And I ended up following wash from Ocala or from Florida back to Middleburg, Virginia, which is where close to where I live now. And that summer, so summer of 92, trying to qualify for young riders, I was in qualifying for area one, not area two. So I went up to area one to have my last selection trial, which was at Huntington farm, my original home base. And Hopper stopped. That's the horse. He stopped. I fell off. It was the most, I, you know, here I thought I was this big wig. I was going back home. I was going to show all my friends how, how, you know, I could ride and I was going to be going to the Young Rider Championships. And I had this amazing horse and I fell off and I literally was ready to quit. I was so mortified. Wow. Um, I, again, fought my way back and ended up going to Young Riders the next year. Um, with a silver medal and, you know, our team did really well. And that was kind of the beginning of the, so as a result of doing so well at Young Riders, we actually got a trip to go watch Burley. Hmm. So I think it was the winning team and then the top three individuals. I'm pretty sure that's, um, so all of us girls got to go with Trish Gilbert 
to go watch, watch Burley, which was amazing. So it was the year Stephen Bradley won it, of all wow, things, too. that's really that? cool. Our buddy, Stephen. And, and then, uh, exactly. And then when I when I went back to ride at Burley, probably, I think it was 95, so two years later, it, it was amazing because I'd been there. I'd walked the course. I knew the, where the stabling was. I knew where the arenas were. It was, it wasn't like I was just going into to a situation where I'd never never been before it was somewhat familiar and that helped a lot how about that wow and then you were on the lucky Oli- lucky yeah, yeah and then you were on the olympic team with stephen bradley as well right he actually didn't end up making the team so the oh, okay. atlanta olympics were the following year 96 he was on the the short list oh, okay. and unfortunately uh his horse got hurt at the selection trial so Stephen and I had competed at Kentucky, which was a three-star back then, to be put on the list. And um, we had a head-to-head. He, I was winning after cross-country, and my horse had a rail in the show jumping, and his jumped clean. So he ended up beating me. We were first and second. Wow. And then we're, we're put on, on the short list to go into training. And unfortunately, like I said, his horse got hurt at the last, last selection trial, so he did not end up going. Wow, man, that's but amazing! It was the beginning of a. It was the beginning of a great friendship. Yeah, <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah, we he's he was last week's guest on the show, so we got to meet him, and and boy, oh boy, what a great guy! So we, uh, holy cow! And are you still are you are you still friends with Stephen now? Absolutely, yeah. If anything, you know, better and better friends. Like we've been through a lot. Uh. Watch the sport change a lot. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, but been on been on a couple of teams. I did go to uh, the Pan American Games with him in Brazil. He was on the team, and I was an individual. So that was our team experience together. But yeah, we've we've traveled the world and with horses and without. That's really cool, <laughs> man. Man, what an awesome, awesome story! It's, yeah, that it's is so really cool. And I want to make sure I understand. You said you went to Burley the one year and then did you say you went back the the next what um i think it was two years later so i i i'm sorry i'm terrible with (laughs) feel really old going (laughs) way back um so young riders yeah young riders and then i did i moved up to the advanced level the following year so that would have been 93 and ended up going to burley 95 wow and did you get all the way through that your first time through? Unfortunately, my horse had an overreach. So I uh, uh. jumped around the cross country and a stupid overreach that had gone unnoticed. And, and it was, he, we couldn't get him through the trot up. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even present him. But you got through the so cross country. Stupid. <laughs> I think that counts as uh, getting through Burley. If you, I mean. At least, yeah, the cost. Absolutely. The That's yeah. the hard part. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, my second time, unfortunately, I Burley is a bit of a, I have a vendetta with Burley because I have yet to finish. I did go back with another horse, um, early 2000s, not going to say, I think it was 2001, um, who jumped around the cross country and had hyperextended his knee in the trout hatchery, jumping the waterfall and injured the, the, um, tendon sheath right behind his knee and uh, again was not able to show jump so I have yet to show jump at Burley we gotta get you back there yeah you gotta get back we, we're, we're working on it that's the goal <laughs> <laughs> before I'm too old before I'm too old <laughs> well I mean we I, I, I don't I don't want to keep stressing your brain about the the, the, the the good old days but it's just so fun to to hear bag and it's such a we, we, um you know, part of our, our, you know, what we do, Karen, is mm-hmm. we, we, we really actually enjoy the, the stories of when you get dumped by the horse and you had to work your way through it. Cause there's so many people that they're going through that right now that are listening that, you know, they don't know where they're, where to turn. You know, they're debating on selling that horse that maybe is, you know, they just have to, or just giving up, period. Yeah. <laughs> they want to give it up, period. Yeah. You know? So that's inspirational yeah. to, to people like me. And I'm sure listeners out there that say, Hey, you know, just keep, keep showing up, keep doing the work, you know, keep listening to the coach, um, you know, and, and, and things work out. And it's kind of the story over and over again with our mm-hmm. guest, Karen, is, it sure is your, your story isn't that uncommon. Uh, it seems like most people have had 
they haven't had an easy road the whole way. You know, almost no one in the horses it, do, you know? The, yeah, this sport is not an easy road. It, it takes dedication, hard work, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and it's not something that comes easily. Uh, so if it's not a true passion or desire, um, it ends up leaving a lot of people on, you know, on the side of the road. And, and the ones that do make it to the top really, really want to be there. Yeah. You know, sure. really want to work at it, really, no matter what. Absolutely. So what? So that kind of brings us. Uh, you know, you've had a, you've had a, 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 a nice career. I don't want to say a long career. <laughs> I don't want to say, that doesn't sound. You know, I don't mean that. But you had a you've had a story career. But so, but just kind of jumping so we don't take your whole evening up. Like as we come up to today, where are you today? What's your current business like? What are you? Um, where, where do you train out of? And and are you? Are you um, still trying to get back to Burley? And, and can you tell us about what, what, what your operation is now? Uh, that is a really good question. So um, a few a few parts to that. First of all, I am lucky enough to my parents own a farm outside of Middleburg, Virginia in Round Hill. And Willow Bend Farm is my home base, uh, unless I'm in Florida when it's too cold in Virginia. Um, and that's a, a beautiful part that's horse country so a beautiful part of the world to to ride horses and my main source of of income these days is to is teaching um i I love teaching i seem to you know you have to in this sport you have to run with whatever your kind of niche is whatever you people appreciate or whatever you seem to be good at and my base at huntington farm had a lot of pure dressage uh education so I seem to be people in the event world like like my dressage lessons, even though I know how to jump and I certainly can teach a good jump lesson. I teach a lot of, of dressage lessons. So th- that's my that's my kind of base of supporting myself. And then I have a few students that stay with me. And I, I like to think that I'm one of few that still develop a program, not just teach lessons, but, you know, everything from horsemanship to vet care to wrapping a leg or giving an IV shot. You know, I have a smaller operation, so I have more time, individual time to to spend with the students. Um, so, but, you know, it's kind of like going to college in the horse world. Yeah. Are, you, are these students, yeah. are, are your students, um, are they working students or do you also take like students that pay to come and just be in your program? <laughs> yes, both, both, whatever. I, you know, I, I don't say no to anybody. Okay. Um, I try to have, you know, at least one working student. Um, I, I a little bit am slowing down in my my older age from from where I was when I was riding on the team. So I don't in in riding fewer horses. I don't have a, a full time groom or full time barn manager like I was lucky enough to have years ago. But I I, I have had some really good working students. Um, so I try to have at least one, preferably two. And then absolutely we'll teach whoever wants, wants a lesson. Awesome. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then how about the horses in the, in the competition side? Are you are you still trying to, are you trying to build that string or are you kind of where you're happy at or what's. Uh, so again, a good question. I would say if you'd asked me that a couple of years ago, I would have said I was downsizing. I'd kind of been lucky enough to, to travel the world and go to the Olympics and the Pan Am games twice. And it was time to, Maybe I was getting a little old, didn't need to, to ride at that level anymore. And I love, uh, I love bringing on the young horses. So I thought I would start developing the young horses and selling them on because I don't think there's a huge, there isn't a great, a great source of, of well-educated, well-experienced young horses in this country, mm-hmm. yeah, up to like the two-star level. Um, and then this horse called Congo Brazzaville came into my life, another young horse that I was able to put together to, to get and bring along. And, and most of them have been sold on and which would then source, source the money for another young horse in Congo. Just, we clicked. Um, Funny enough, he does remind me a lot of Hopper. There are a lot of similar characteristics and Hopper, my first horse that went to Atlanta and he's given me a ton of confidence. I feel like I'm in my twenties again when I ride him. You know, I can do anything. I could jump anything. So right now I am enjoying that run with Congo. Who knows 
how far it'll go. But um, he, like, I keep saying he's brought me back. Uh, I thought my upper level career was, was coming to an end and absolutely not, no, no way near being done That's right awesome. now. Um, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and even to the point where now I want, I want to, I wish I could find another one or two or three. <laughs> let's do it. Let's get some, let's get some owners going here. Come on, let's do it. I love it. Absolutely. There's so much, uh, yep. so much, you know, the, 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 the more the merrier at the top level the way I look at it. Like let's, uh, you bring such experience, you know, and I, and I love that. And that's, uh, amazing. I think that's fantastic. Uh, now, do you have, um, like, do you do syndicates or how do you like, how, how does your operation work in that regard? That's a very good question as well. Um, I, am, <laughs> I'm I am open to anything right now. Um, I've been very lucky to, lucky to have, uh, some, some individual support. So I've owned most, most of my horses, but then had individual support to pay the bills through American horse trial foundation. Um, so I've not done a syndicate, but I am, I'm ready to learn. It's time to, that's where the sport's gone. That's, um, sports too expensive for just one person to own, you know, own your horse or, or for you individually to own your horse, which is how I started in this sport. We were lucky enough to own the horse I took to the Olympics and can't do that anymore. It's too, it's too expensive. So, and, and it's also gotten so competitive and technical and the, the sport has changed that you can't do get to the Olympics off of one horse. Mm-hmm. You need, you need multiple horses. Uh, both to be sharp enough and out there jumping, jumping and competing, and you know keeping your your keeping yourself sharp in the sport. It, you can't. One horse is not enough. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think, I think it's fantastic that a horse is what brought the fountain of youth back to you. You know, it's it's that, <laughs> is that really. Cool? I find that just so cool that you know you got on the right horse, and then that's what got your competitive flow back you know and i think that's i think that's so cool karen yeah and you can hear it in her voice too. yeah absolutely i love it mara we're rooting for you let's get you back we're gonna get some syndicates Thank going you. we're gonna Thank get you. some syndicates Ab- going get another half dozen horses in the stable and uh bring it on that's, that's it but it's I, out there i'm back and, i'm back and she and mara is back karen she said it on the major league eventing podcast international listen to all over the world Look out. Everyone's been put on notice. Mara's back in business. <laughs> but not that you've ever been out of business, but you know, we're making a declaration right here. Right now. Right now. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Now we need to come on over with the wheelbarrow's full of money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where's that money tree? Where's that money tree? Uh, well, you come to the right place. I mean, not me and Karen personally, but <laughs> the right place. But the right place to put it out there. Get the word out. Yeah, Get the word you. out. That's fantastic. We're so excited. And you said you're you're at home. Your home base is in Virginia. What part of Virginia are you in? Round Hill is the address. It's literally ten minutes outside of Middleburg, Virginia. Oh, okay. so you're right in Ground Zero. That's awesome. Horse country, yeah, for sure. That is fantastic. We're gonna come visit Karen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, come we're on. Inviting, yeah, we're inviting ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we've been we're lucky to- enough to. Oh, sorry. I said we've been we've been known to invite ourselves to people's farms. <laughs> Absolutely, come on down, come on down. My my farm. We're lucky enough to be outside of Middleburg, right in in fox hunting, you know, prime. Mm. So the land around my farm is still open because it's been kept open to hunt. And Piedmont Piedmont hunt literally comes right through my farm down the driveway, but it also allows me to have all the land to to condition on awesome that is fantastic it's a beautiful beautiful area for sure Mm. that's well we won't show up empty-handed yeah we'll bring cocktails or wine or whatever you're you're welcome oh absolutely (laughs) (laughs) we'll bring some sort of concoction we've been known to show up at barns with a cardboard box full of alcohol You can come to Willow Bend Farm anytime. Okay. <laughs> that's how that's how we figure we show. We just kick in the door with alcohol, and we haven't been kicked out yet. So, <laughs> all right. So, Mar, we got a um, a segment called Quick Fire Questions. Quick Fire Questions. Um, just a fun, oh boy, just a, just a fun little segment uh, with just five questions. You can answer them as quickly or slowly as you want. Um, so, you ready? 
I'm ready. Okay. What is your favorite event that you've competed at? Oh, wow. Um, there are so many. Yeah. Ooh. I, I, I have to say Burley. Um, and I don't know how if, I mean, obviously Burley is an amazing event, but I also have, so it was such a, it was such an honor to compete there the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you hear so much about it, you read so much about it, and you see so much about it in the, in the press. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I have a long list, but the first thing that, that comes to mind is Burley. Okay. Good question. Good yeah. answer. Good answer. All right. If you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be? At Congo, my horse that I have now. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. That's awesome. I mean, there are some there are some amazing horses out there who, uh, you know, you know, who have have maybe a ton more scope or or gallop or whatever. But mm-hmm. Congo, we I have a great partnership with Congo, and I literally he makes me feel like we could do anything. So that's all. Now, do you own Congo, or is he own is, is Congo owned by somebody? He, I, I do own my business owns half of them, and then my parents. Uh, my mother and stepfather own the other half. Gotcha. Okay. Now, would you want him to be syndicated or, or are you just looking for new horses to come in, maybe do syndicates? I would syndicate him. I would obviously keep controlling share, but I would syndicate. I think it would be interesting to, to look into syndicating Congo and then also bringing another young horse along. Awesome. At least another one or two. Gotcha. I just wanted to clarify that a little bit too, especially now that he's like, I mean, clearly he's special. You know, with the with that answer, mm-hmm. so that's uh, that's why I wanted to ask. So, and that's kind of cool. I mean, so that might be a nice way to kind of get started in the syndicate thing because yeah. you already have half. You're only selling half a, you know, a handful of shares as opposed to, you know, a full horse. You know, so absolutely, yeah, and and a horse that's ready to go to the big events. You know, that's going to take some owners could take some owners to, you know, not just starting with a young horse, but. Yeah, my yeah. plan. We we got we got big plans this year for Congo, so he could he could take. A, there are a lot of fun events to go watch. Can you share <laughs> what the plan is for him? What what his? Um, absolutely. You know, if you had asked me that five years ago, I would have said, "No way! I'm too superstitious. I'm not gonna, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you my plan because it it might jinx it." But um, I have a shot at riding at Kentucky again and doing another four star. Oh, uh, we're not nice. we're not necessarily fast enough. We're not going to go win it, but. Why would I not give it a shot when I have the horse that I know can do it? Oh, that's so awesome. that's oh, the, awesome. that's plan A. And, you know, as, as you know, horses change your plans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's good to have multiple plans, but that's right awesome. now that's, that's the goal. And don't sell yourself short with that little bit of, Hey, we're not the fastest. We're not looking to win it. You, you go there to <laughs> win it, young lady. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> any event we go to, we're, Absolutely. We you have know, a shot. You know, you get yep. out there and you're going to be like, yeah, we're going for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much for taking it Look easy. Look out, Michael Young. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Okay. Back to the questions. I right. always, I always yeah. sidetrack. Yeah. I always mess it Sorry. up. Sorry. All right. Well, you kind of, well, do you have any superstitions or good luck charms before an event? Um, I was... <laughs> so superstitious in my early part of my career. And I think I got it from Wash Bishop who would only, you know, put his left boot on first and then his right boot. And uh, any penny you found that was heads up, you picked up and you had lucky socks. And I think I even had lucky cross under, uh, you know, lucky uh, cross country underwear. It was, it got, (laughs) it got a little, a little too much. And I, about the time when I was having some bad luck with the horses, I just decided, you know what, all these superstitions you're, I'm just throwing, they don't work. So uh, that's it. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be as superstitious. Now I do still stick with a few, like I, I won't wear, wear or use anything new at an event. It has okay. to be, you know, equipment, clothing, whatever has to be used at home and washed before I'll use it at an event. Um, what else? What I think else that's would just I, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, sure. You don't want to change. I mean, certainly, you don't want to use something you've never used before, but even something like, I don't know, a, a new cross-country helmet cover. I 
has to be used, worn, nice. at home, <laughs> not at a competition. How about that? Uh, get a little dirt and sweat on it, and then and then it's good to go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that would be my biggest one. Certainly, we still have. You know, I I because of I think because of wash. Even though I don't think about it, I always put my left boot on first. <laughs> um, it's like an, it's ingrained. It's something I just out of habit. That's funny. Uh, so, yeah, but you know, certainly, certainly, in, when I was competing on the team, I you, I wouldn't talk about a specific plan. You would not pack for an event unless you knew you were going. All those sort of things, and mm-hmm. I, I'm too old for that. You know, you want to plan. You want to. I I have a I have a goal. I, I'm gonna do whatever I can to to reach that goal. And if something something else something changes it, that's that's fate. What's meant to be is meant to be. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you were not a writer, what would you be? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> um I I certainly if I couldn't if I couldn't ride but I could teach, I would absolutely teach. I love teaching. I love the figuring out the puzzle of of you know, how everybody learns and, and teaching in a different way to help a, a different type of personality figure things out so that for sure i, I was re- very interested in behavioral science you know mm-hmm. the, the human brain and, and you know use a lot of that in the horse world and in my in my industry but it, it's something that always really fascinated me so i don't know what what i would do with that because mm-hmm. i don't have a, a necessarily an education but that's something that fascinates me how how we how we learn how we work how we think how we react, those are all very, you know, like I said, we get to use it, we get to use it every day dealing with the people in, in the horse industry and, and horses. <laughs> I'm with you. Mm. I think that's a great answer. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. Um, we will be getting to your sponsors shortly, but do you have a dream sponsor out there? A dream sponsor. Ooh. Um, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> We've had some like um, Tide I, and Lamborghini and yeah, seriously, <laughs> um, or even just you know somebody that breeds some really nice young horses that nice. needs a place for them to go. Oh, <laughs> um, that's very smart. Yeah. Um, so a dream sponsor. I am lucky enough to have some great, great sponsors. I, I, I won't promote or, you know, be sponsored by anything that I don't stand behind 100%. So there are some great products out there and great companies. Um, um, you know, I think I'm going to leave it at that. Like, okay. absolutely. Okay. I would, cool. I, 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 there are so many great companies in this sport that I would be honored to represent a number of them, but I, I, I'm not just going to say one, you know, yeah. For the record, there's a lot, a lot of places you could go sponsored by who Land Rover. (laughs) Oh, of course. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I like to be sponsored by a vet and a farrier and there you go. Yeah. There we go. Now it comes up. That's what we need. (laughs) Think big. I mean, like I, I, when we ask that question, uh, I know we catch people off guard sometimes, but you know, I think about it like ring footing, uh, even structures, you know, that's the type of stuff. I, th- I think big truck yeah. and trailer. We had an Under Armour. Uh, Under Armour. Uh, all of the above. Yeah. All, all of the, the above. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so many things that we use and need in, in this sport. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, a company that is going to offer even product, not money, is at, that's a huge relief. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yep, awesome. there are a number of things that would be amazing, and I would be happy to have it. Well, we'll, get to sp- we'll get to who is sponsoring you here in a little bit. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, you, you yeah, survived, you survived the, the quick fire questions. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so uh, you, you've made that. You you made it out alive. <laughs> hey, so we know you work with a lot of students. You mentioned a couple times that you, you know you love the teaching. You work with so many young people. Um, what will be like, do you have advice that you can give to that young rider that's listening that wants to kind of, you know, get go up the levels? And well, what would advice would you give somebody? Uh, the biggest thing, um, because it's bound to happen, is you're going to have a bumpy road. You're not, you know, 
it's not going to be smooth. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have heartbreak and, and disappointment and not to get stuck in that, to keep, keep looking to the positive and keep finding the positive um, because that's what keeps you going. And it's such an amazing, amazing sport that we are lucky to be a part of and great people that even though the good times are, are not as, you know, you don't have as many good times as you have unfortunate disappointment or bad times, but Mm -hmm. the good times so make it worthwhile. Absolutely. So keep fighting, keep fighting the fight, keep working as hard as you can keep, you know, keep dreaming, dreaming big. And one day it will come. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. That's good advice. That is good advice. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think a lot of people think that they're the only person struggling and having the, the, you know, the rough goes and the, the rail, you know, the two or three rails or the, you know, the, whatever their issue is, you know, whether it be the horse that doesn't want to go around or doesn't want to get, walk or, or the horse get, gets hurt or, yes. or, yeah. And we think that we always think it's just us, everyone, because, you know, everyone else looks like they're having a great go, but we're all, we're all struggling, Karen, right? We're all struggling. <laughs> if, you got, if you're in the horses, there's Absolutely. a struggle. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Yep, oh, they're man. blood, sweat, and tears for sure. <laughs> so that's fantastic. So fantastic. Hey, so um, the sponsors who who do you have for sponsors? Um, who who's helping kind of keep things going for you? Ah, uh, right. I have some great sponsors. Um, I have a Triple Crown Feed, which is also connected with Southern States uh, in our area in Virginia, um, and so I. Two, two great sponsors, a very good feed company, and then Southern States itself has done everything as far as farm supplies to to helping me, um, you know, seed my some of my fields at, at home in Virginia. Oh, that's a so great two, sponsor. Yeah. A new one. I two never very, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the things, right? Yeah. yeah. The weeds, the seed, you know, the seeding, the having, it's all, all part of having a healthy horse. Absolutely. I never thought about that. The reseeding. That's brilliant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Killing off whatever we, yeah, exactly. Um, who else do I have? Enviro Equine is a great supplement and, and product, you know, some very good environmentally safe and friendly uh, shampoos and, and everything needed to make your horse shiny and healthy in a natural way. Awesome. Um, so if you look at Congo, he's pretty shiny. <laughs> and then um, a, a boot company, Alberto Fasciani, which is an Italian company that started in, in actually the fashion industry, not in, even in the riding world. Oh. And these are the most amazingly comfortable boots I have ever, ever had. Nice. Um, yeah, very. They've got, a, I mean, they have the line of, it's just unlimited what you can do with them and what you can build, but they've got some great, great products. And then I have two, it's funny enough, I have two saddle companies that I'm sponsored by, which sounds kind of weird um, <laughs> because uh, Hastala Saddlery is the first one, which does uh, import a bunch of different saddles from uh, from England, but they also do amazing things like uh, make their own bridles and, and a lot of their, a lot of the leather work, the breastplates, they have a, a align on some of some really good European companies and they only, you can only get their products through them. So Prolite cross country boots, Prolite pads, um, a a company that I used when I first went to England and I was trying to find, how do you get Prolite boots, cross country boots in this country? And I found them through Hastelow. Uh, and it's just started a great, a a great friendship and great relationships. Um, they, They've given me uh, neutral bits, uh, stirrups. Uh, Congo is a very, very sensitive horse to fit, and they have educated. Even me at my age and my experience, I have learned so much about saddle fit and bits and bridles in the last few years. So I thank them very much. And then Forest DA Saddlery, who has kind of made a comeback in the last couple of years, and they have some amazing uh, Congo is a, a horse that has an amazing jump and it's a little hard to stay with. <laughs> and I was struggling to find a saddle that I, you know, he jumps great, but it's, I got to stay on. Um, and they have, they have, they have some great products and still coming up with even more great saddles. So lucky me. Yeah. yeah. James Daniel Connor, right? Isn't that the, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. He's a good he was, guy. he's a, a good guy, a friend of mine as, as well. And, and he had been working for the company and I just, you know, James, tell me about these saddles. I need something that I can stay on Congo. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll tell you straight the way it is. He doesn't seem to shirk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And he's very good at fitting, very knowledgeable. Like it's, it's they're a very good company. Yeah. That's awesome. That is fantastic. I always kind of wondered about Hastelo. I kind of ran into him at some shows and, and I was always kind of like, like they they don't actually f- make they don't brand their own saddle if I'm correct right? They do actually. Oh, they do. Okay. They do have a couple of Hastelo saddles. Um, oh, okay. They're a little bit more uh, marketed toward the amateur okay. world, um, but they they do have some good saddles. But then yeah, they do also import the uh, see Fairfax. I'm not going to be able to list them all. Oh, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of kinda, the I British. I can never understand what they were. <laughs> and I'm glad that you brought it up like, and explained it you know, about all the products that you can get through them and their leather work and all that. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. It started, like I said, with the ProLite boots. And then I realized how, you know, how much they were involved in and, and the testing and the, I mean, the scientific knowledge, it is just amazing what, how much we know now that we didn't know. About that. 10 years ago. Yeah. Man. So get with those guys and get some education. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep, everything from saddle fit to, to bit and bridle fit. It's it's amazing what you'll learn wow. about your horse. That's what we're going to be seeing Congo out there. Fresh saddles, fresh leather. Oh, my gosh. All shiny. It's all shiny. <laughs> <laughs> all shiny. He's got the life. <laughs> as, long as, he's got, as long as he's got his, somebody feeding him, Triple Crown, he, he'll... He's happy, and that's top flight feed too. That's that's. I mean, that's that's really first class stuff. It's uh, man, you got you got, you have a great a great sponsorship backing. That's for sure. That is amazing. Thank you. Awesome. Very lucky. So, Mara, how do our listeners uh, contact you or follow you on social media? Uh, I do have a website, but as as we know, the best best way is Facebook. Uh, Mara Depew Eventing. Find me on Facebook and. You can message me and get in touch with me. Uh, once I once I start to connect with you, I'll even give out my cell number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get through the first level. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Make sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, Mara, this is fantastic. We, we're so happy that you came on with us and and. Uh, oh, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, Thank so you. Great. We're so excited to see you. That you know you've had this kind of rejuvenation in your career and and. Uh, Man, it's just so, it's exciting times for Mar, isn't it? Yeah, Ken? sure this, is. This is awesome. Absolutely, I'm excited. So I hope you guys are. Thank you for being excited for me. <laughs> oh, we really are. And and the coolest thing is, and you're doing all the you have. It's nice that you're saying, "Hey, I'm open for teaching. I love the teaching." And I, you know, I actually just ran into a mom who's a listener in uh, Aiken. Okay. At um, where were we at? Paradise. Yes. And uh, there was a a mom who <clears throat> through our show she actually met. Uh, Caitlin Silliman, actually, mm-hmm. one oh, of our very yes. first guests. And she had another mom with her. And the mom was saying, I'm looking for a trainer for my kid. And the the the, the other mom, she said, you got to listen to this podcast because that's where you really get to learn about, you know, the different riders and and um, see who's in the teaching, who isn't, who kind of clicks with you. Like, you know, uh, whose personality seems like someone that we would jive with. So, yeah. We're super excited that, that you put that out there and that people can, can give you a, a, a message and hopefully give you a ring yes. if they make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving us a voice. I mean, it's hard, it's a hard, there are so many good riders and instructors out there. It's, it's a hard business, you know, hard to make a living. So it is, it is very individual about finding the right fit. I, yeah. I really believe that that's what's going to bring the best out of, of you as a rider. That is awesome. Yep. Being in still, the right program. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I know we, we've known, we, you know, we've heard of some of your young riders that have come through your program and it's a, it's a pretty impressive list. Um, but are you still training and selling the young horses? Is that still part of the business or is that um, done? Absolutely. I love, love that. I just sold a, a lovely young horse last, I guess it was last fall um, who had come over from England and I am that spot is now vacant. So looking for the next one uh, and somebody and somebody that wants to to bring him my way. But I love bringing along 
I, I don't necessarily want to start them from, you know, three or four, but the right. whole, the age of kind of five, six, when they're ready to get going, but still green enough to be molded and, and, you know, not have a lot of issues from a previous rider or program. I love that. It's such, such a rewarding time. Awesome. So, um, absolutely. That's really cool. Love, love young horses. That's great. Man, you got, you got so much going on. Like it's very diverse and I mm -hmm. love it. That's, uh, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. I love it, Karen. <laughs> Mara, thank you <laughs> so much. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, this Karen, was great. Wasn't this awesome? Yeah. Awesome. Now we can't wait to see you out there. Yeah. Well, if you see a big old husky fella in Kentucky, <laughs> Oh, and he's kind of willing with a box of alcohol. Yeah, with a box of alcohol, <laughs> cardboard box, cardboard like box. <laughs> uh, with a shirt that's probably too small. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's me. I'm I'll be out there wooing. I'm like the biggest fan. Wow. I'm, I'm I'm a I'm nerdy, but <laughs> so. cheer cheer loudly. I love love to yeah, I'd love to hear it, and and I'd love to meet you guys face to face someday. Oh, oh yeah, you'll get a rap on the front on the barn door one day. Yep. Hey, it's yep. us. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Awesome. Come on. Come on. I'd love to have you. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes or visit us at MajorLeakEventing.com. Cheers. <laughs>